Minds and Bites podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tides and Bites podcast. Tides and It's the most wonderful time of the year. We've got Lindsay and Hal and Danielle in the booth to talk wrestling with some cheer. Yes, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, you thought I wouldn't get the key change? Ooh, I fucking got so it. Excited. Welcome key to Tights and Fights. Bitches. This is the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Christmas feature, Hal Lublin. That's right. <laughs> I come to the ring dressed as Santa a little bit. <laughs> and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, Flirt de Soleil, Danielle Radford. Ooh, that might, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like it. And we'll see how we like this one. And Brit with all the wit, Lindsay Kelk. All of it. All I have of all it. of it. There's <laughs> nothing left for anyone else. <laughs> Technically, that is true. <laughs> You're like the Grinch of wit. Yeah. Some say, I have been called the Grinch before. That's right. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> only, only briefly, because I fucking love Christmas. Um, but it's by someone who did not know. I was poo-pooing someone's nonsense caroling. Don't, don't add extra words. It's already a great song. Shut up. <laughs> Wait, what, were, what song were they adding words um, to? It was, it was Rudolph, but they were like adding in. Oh, doing the thing like yeah. like a bamboo. Yeah, shut up. No. I was talking with people at work who were having, like, they were like, is it this or that? I'm like, it's neither. These are not official lyrics to yeah, the it, song. That, it, it, that is only okay if you're in grade school. It's like, kids. as yeah. soon as you kids go to it. middle school, yeah. like, you have to stop that. Or mm-hmm. if it's a Muppet Christmas Carol and they're singing 12 Days of Christmas and you put it in the but um bum bum that's fine. Right. Yeah. That's fine. It's the Muppets. I will not have this... Bastardization of Caroline, <laughs> says the Grinch. See, and now we're moving on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, later on, we're going to talk with David McLean, who created the original Glow in the 80s and is getting ready for Women of Wrestling's network premiere in January. That is back as well. Ooh, but first, happy. Let's have a requiem for Seth Rollins theme music, finally jumping the shark. That's normal, right? We always hear that. Yeah. <sighs> nope. No. Don't wait, like hold that. On. Don't wait, like stop. That <laughs> no. <laughs> you already told us to burn it down. Stop telling us. Hey, they love it when they do that thing. Let's do that thing again. <laughs> There's nothing left to burn. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, it's not good. You know what? That's the rule of threes. You have to say it three times. <laughs> no, no, no. He does it at least four or five times. What? <laughs> You're saying that more than three times we're asked to burn it down? And it doesn't really... Oh, oh yeah, there it is. There it is. That's four. And it doesn't really... It, 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 it just sounds like someone put the song on a loop, right? Yeah. Like, it just sounds like... It's like the record is jumping. Yeah, it sounds like a vine of the song. Yeah. <laughs> But is that not the WWE way? It's like, they like this thing. Let's give them so much yeah. of it that they fucking hate it. In fact, let's tell them to burn it down so much that we do it ourselves. So we keep talking <laughs> about how bad Raw has been compared to SmackDown and compared to 
uh, any show, even ones that don't have wrestling on them. <laughs> and apparently, Vince McMahon has been hearing you, and he decided to do something about it by scripting a pipe bomb. I can't imagine Seth Rollins was given creative license to do this. This sounds like Vince McMahon just mm, reading yeah. the top yeah. hashtags and putting it out. Still, maybe the right guy to do it, because Dean Ambrose is a heel right now. Yeah. This, is, this is what it sounded like. Monday Night Raw has sucked. And it's sucked. It is sucked because of you. That roster, that locker room back there, that is some of the most talented men and women that Boys Monday Night Raw back. has ever seen. <laughs> and you've got no idea what to do with it. Here's an example. You've got a tag team, an amazing tag team like the Revival, who should be competing for the Raw tag team titles. And you've got them in Lucha House Rule matches. Is Seth on this podcast? Come on, let's talk like, about it. Yeah, you'll know <laughs> who he is because it will just say "burn it down" every four seconds. <laughs> don't burn it down. The, uh, Julian finally got the sound tiles back up. We don't want those. Those will go up like a like flash paper. Mm-hmm. If, if we can't have fire in here, oh, uh, and therefore you will never be on the pod. Yeah, yeah. cool it up is what I say <laughs> to you, Seth Rollins. But of course, that led to Rollins in a TLC match against Baron Corbin for the IC title. Mm-hmm. It's the Baron Corbin show. Not a bad match, though. No, the match. Mm-hmm. I was fine with the match. Cor- I was fun. Up. Like, the ending was fun. It was... I, I'm really enjoying Heath Slater getting some work. Yeah, and I, I liked... Um, I like him as, like, the ref that's like, please, I got kids, or whatever. Yeah. Again, I like he's still got kids. He still has kids, it turns out. I'm glad to see Heath Slater on television. I like mm. him a lot. I think he's talented, not only as a performer, but I like him in the ring. I don't think he's a bad wrestler, either. Mm-mm. I, I'm always up for them using him more. I just wonder where it's go. I feel like they have the point at which he stops being a referee and then nothing after that. Yeah, that's what's yeah. going to happen yeah. because he is he's Slater. <laughs> I wonder... And because you have pattern recognition. I do have pattern recognition. <laughs> that's the part of the IQ test I passed. <laughs> we also got a title change this week. Yeah. Do I we mean, have to give I was, it more I time? left the room and then came back in the room and I was mightily confused. And Rude and Gable... Yeah, we're the tag the matching panties, so... You, you know, it cool. remind. Remember when China had the cat, and the cat would, like, hang out with her and, like, dress like her? Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the first thing I thought of when I saw them. It's like, oh, you turned one of the best wrestling, mat wrestling, and tactical wrestlers on, on, on the roster into the cat. Into the cat. You did it. And I like now that we're all writing our name over our dick. Instead of our butt. Yeah! Put that name on that dick. That's fun. That's a thing. That's happening throughout the business. I noticed it on Matt Riddle the other day, too. I was like, well, would you look at that? You know why? Because, like, Finn's not the only one who's getting in on this dick biz. 100%. Like, oh, I've been talking and taping this shit for years, and now it's like, live free. Live wild and free, penis. Let your weenie fly. Let your weenie fly. put your name on there so people know what to look for. (laughs) Yeah, my name is Goodyear. It's also been a good year for my penis because it's finally free. (sighs) Feels so good. Uh, between those things and everything else on Raw, we got Leo Rush, we got Ronda, Nia, McIntyre, and Dolph. Did this feel like they're kicking up the quality a notch? Now we're on, we're basically on the road to WrestleMania now. Yeah. Yeah. TLC is a speed bump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. it, it feel, it does feel a little bit, it doesn't feel exactly like an afterthought, but a little bit. It's this not, year it does, it's not a major. There's still stuff I you know I want to see the women's triple threat match. Yes, I do think Dean and Seth will put on a good match because yes. it's really yeah, hard will. for them to have a bad one. Especially if 
Seth burns down Dean's coat. Do you I think he'll burn it down? I know. It looks like he looks like Delboy from Only Fools and Horses, and I'm sorry that's a very British <laughs> reference, but he looks like Delboy. I've just been calling him Ginger Sabretooth. That works too. <laughs> I, all I can hear is just him like, oh, this time next year, Rodney will be millionaires. And it's, it's like it's not working. He's going to go out in a yellow Robin Reliant van. And I know this is a very specific <laughs> reference, but... Apologies, Brits, that are all now I've ruined Dean Ambrose for you. To Joe me, and Kevin, let's hope you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it looks like you robbed Jim Morrison's grave. Oh, is that same I'd jacket? rather he did. Like, right? I'd rather he did. Right? Dig him up. Sure. Take the coat. <laughs> it's that better would work you. better for me. Yeah, let it let it live. Let it live on. It doesn't need to be in the ground in Paris. And hey, good for you traveling abroad. Good for you, Dean Ambrose. <laughs> How continental of you. But did it, did it feel like this Raw stepped it up a little bit that they've, I don't know if it's a turnaround, but at least more high quality content than they've been giving lately? Well, this is also like the go home, which I kind of forgot. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, kinda... I felt like I thought oh. I'd missed TLC. I had like I turned it on on Monday, and then I'd been away for the weekend. And I said, mm. "Whoa, was TLC last night? Did I forget?" And then it, it was not. Um, but that is weird to me. Who plans her life around WWE pay per view? <laughs> I was so like, "Oh, oh yeah, I did forgot that was this week. I couldn't remember what it was." Yeah. So usually it it feels like you know. It was better in that of anything is an improvement. I mean, there's very little they could do for it not to have been an improvement over the last few weeks. Mm. But also, like, it's a go home. So you expect there to be, like, a bump in quality because they're trying to get us, like, pumped for this other thing. Mm-hmm. But some of it was still, like, the Nyab thing was Deheba and... Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it still felt like they addressed the problems in that super meta yeah. promo at the beginning, but then they didn't really... Address Fix the problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't quite oh, pay you off. should make and uh, now the it's... revival champions. But no, we're gonna we're gonna make these guys champions. Yeah, Lol. now it's like, oh, Lol. Lol. we made you think. <laughs> we made you think. We thought that now they'll blame Corbin. Now they'll be like, oh, we didn't like the General show. General Manager elect, which is not a thing, people. It's FYI. not a thing. It's not a thing. When does he get inaugurated? He like, could be interim this... General Manager. He cannot be General Manager elect. Who voted? <laughs> when was there a vote? Can we just do the superstar shakeup and move the revival over to SmackDown yes. and then move nobody from SmackDown over to Raw? <laughs> I feel like that would fix everything because their, their tag it. division yeah, is wrecked. I would wrecked. do off, off topic fully. I would switch AJ and Finn. Hmm. That would be my switch right now because I don't believe they're going to treat my sweet baby Finn correctly and I think AJ could just pop over there for a bit. I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing Finn Daniel Bryan. Yeah, right? Certainly not. Mm-mm. Sorry, uh, only I'm, if, I'm just fully off script. Only if no. Daniel beats the demon and and then afterwards gets out a wet wipe and wipes that it shit would not, off his face. He would not face. use a wipe, pal. Mm. The wipes, wipes are not ecologically friendly. He would not use a wipe. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope he gets uh, some it would be reclaimed bar water. Soap, yeah. Bar soap with you... rainwater and a, dry, a, a former reusable... Diaper. diaper from Bernie. Sure, yeah. yeah, perfect. I'm the okay Bernie's with cloth that. diapers yeah. and some of the gray water from Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want. Anyway, let's talk about Daniel Bryan. SmackDown putting on another great show, including a new challenger in Mustafa Ali. And I know we're not putting over stuff this week, but I was going to put over the Twitter reaction from all the other oh, wrestlers. I was, yeah. it was a so curtain happy. sellout. You can see a bunch of the 205 yeah. Live guys and, and Maria Kanellis as well 
watching the match and yeah. support yeah. from Bailey, uh, Sami Zayn. Yeah. I was actually going to put over there was another. There was a great video of him um, walking in the back, and they did that like you know like hey kid, you're doing a great job. Yeah. And it was like a bunch of the superstars back there, and like the Usos, two thirds of New Day, yeah. and, and some other superstars were like yeah, great job, and you just go put some ice on that. The ice room is here or whatever. It was fantastic. Aww. It was it was great, and he did he did a great job. It was a great match. Incredible as always. Man. I appreciate you. I love it when my sweet babies play nicely together. Right. <laughs> this isn't really about putting over Mustafa Ali as much as it was continuing to establish Daniel Bryan's mm-hmm. heel act, which is great. I yeah. stand by how much I love it. I did enjoy him defending great. sheep. Yeah. For Fantastic. For their lack of carbon footprint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was uh, great. But do you think that this is the kind of thing that could spark more interest in 205 Live? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I thought it was interesting. I really felt the difference in presentation between SmackDown and Raw this week with the voiceover and the recap and Mm. them turning it more into a show about fighting than peeing on people and stuff like that. Uh, I felt that (laughs) difference a lot this week and it was all the better for it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we like the entertainment in our sports entertainment, mm. but when you do have a show where some dude keeps peeing, maybe it's nice sometimes to have something that's like, we're sports entertainment, but we're also going to treat it a little more sportsy. Yes, 100%. Let's talk about what was the main event of that show, which is Charlotte versus Asuka, which ends in a schmoz because Becky comes out. But Asuka stands tall to end the segment, which yes. means mm. she will not win on Sunday. <laughs> well, which I mean, no one, yeah. Becky has to win that Becky's match. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you book Becky to win that match? It's really hard. It's really, so I mean. Many. How great is it that it's really hard? Yeah, because yeah. Becky does feel like normally it'd be like, well, then this tricky thing happens and that tricky thing happens and then someone wins. But this time it's like, no, Becky could just legit beat the brakes off one of them until yeah. she wins. That is how strongly she and can And while be you normally think they put in a third person to save the main feud, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if necessarily it is Oscar that would be getting her ass kicked. I would love to see Becky pin Charlotte. It, is it, it's TLC, isn't the uh, belt above the ring? Did I miss something? I don't know if it's, it's, it's a, a TLC, TLC matchup. Oh, it they is, have to get it, it from is, the. Oh, yeah. They have to retrieve it from the sky. That's true. Yeah. Ugh, I want to see Charlotte get pinned. I think Ooh. it's great to put to put Oscar in just because we don't need to see Charlotte Becky again. No, it makes a new exciting yeah. kink in the plan, mm-hmm. and I really want to see Oscar go crazy. Yeah, I, absolutely, I, that's something I've wanted to see. Give her a bunch of props. I, she looked very comfortable with the kendo stick. Yep. <laughs> Love it. With a ladder. Do you think Becky needs to win this decisively, or do you think she needs to escape by the skin of her teeth? I don't think it hurts her either way. Yeah, like I would I love to see her smash it with the two of them laid on their backs at the bottom of the ladder while she just climbs up and takes it and stands there. But I'm also very happy for her to do a, a straight up scramble. And then run away with it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care either way. I think she is solid gold and she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, I think that either one of those would work. I would I would prefer that she beats the fuck out of both of them and then she goes up and takes it. And it's not even one of those things where you're worried. It's just like, oh, they are on the ground and they're not getting up until next week. And then <laughs> Becky goes up and takes the title and is like, what up? And then, like, leaves. Yeah, I'm up for that, too. 
I'm up for that too. I'm up for like a Brock Lesnar, yes. Cena, SummerSlam type match. Mm-hmm. She's earned it. If anybody on that roster has earned that type of match as a mm-hmm. character, especially like with with it being, you know, this is a gimmick match, and the part of it is, you know, like the brutality of it is the sell. And if we are getting her and and Ronda at WrestleMania, which mm-hmm. I still kind of hope we are, and it sounds like we might be. Then it it does not hurt to make her seem really strong going into yeah, the road, especially after she missed the last pay per view and we yep. saw Charlotte being so brutal. Let's talk a little bit more about the general build to TLC. So we had uh, we had some matches. We also had the rap battle. We had oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which that wasn't as terrible as it could have been. No, it wasn't as terrible as it could have been. But to be fair, there's like no, there's no floor on that. Like, there's no amount of least, like, it can be as terrible as anything. It can, but there is, like, change the channel terrible versus, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch this. Okay. And this was like, <laughs> okay. it was okay. Well, then they all were... the people in it were okay. You know? yeah. and, and they were smart in that they, they, they recognized, like, hey, keep the bars thing. Base it on something popular. Keep it really short. Um, and the Usos was, like, not, I wish they, any of them had a beat, but, like, the Usos <laughs> was, like, not bad. It was just also, like, why are we making these sweet, sweet, sweet European men rap? <laughs> why are we doing It's not this? that thing that they do. It's not, they're, no, they're, their thing is the the wrestling. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did appreciate that they um, they cut Seamus's hat in order to make room for his mohawk. Thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. commitment. That was good. That's smart. I like that. Smart. And that's good heel work. Yeah. <clears throat> it's logical. We also had Miz and Shane. It just feels like there's nothing there. Why is Shane? Re- why is this still happening? Why I'm is Shane still wrestling? Enjoying it because I love silly Miz. Okay, that's I all. love silly Miz. Like, that's yeah. enough. I don't need it to take up time, and I don't need it to build to an eventual WrestleMania match that's going to make me very sad. Because fuck off, Shane. If you did that board, come round my house. I've got things you could be doing. Um, but, <laughs> like, I do. I do like silly Miz. I am enjoying. Two thirds of the best in the world, Miz. I mean, Miz. Miz makes anything better just by virtue of him being him. But I am. I don't need to see Shane. You know, wrestling in, in his bootcut jeans no. anymore. I know. I mean, good for John Valvatos getting that free publicity. But yeah. like that polo shirt is fresh out the packet. <laughs> it's real black. Uh, but yeah, it does look like your dad came to pick you up from the school disco and it was like, dad, come on, come on, come on, have a dance. And you're like super embarrassed, but all the other kids are like egging him on. It's like, That's oh, how so it looked funny. to me. Look, he's doing the Cuban shuffle. <laughs> yeah. So in my day, this is how we did it. And you're just like, oh, dad, I'm going to wait in the car. <laughs> Everybody do the scarn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miz seems like one of those guys who, when they do, when the shakeup happens, I know it's not for a while, that he's always the guy they can switch back and forth. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt him. Does that feel he is. like it's time for him to go to Raw? Who's left? Who's left on SmackDown for him to feud with? He hasn't really feud, he feuded with AJ a little bit. I mean, at, at this point, anything. Make anything happen on Raw. <laughs> and and uh, SmackDown feels heel heavy. You've got Joe continuing to torment yeah. Jeff Hardy. Mm. And then, and then Randy, uh, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio. When is Joe going to go to? Um, when is he going to go to the Hardy compound? Yeah. When is Randy just going to go? <laughs> These are good questions. Do you feel like any of that stuff helped build up the momentum to TLC? I don't care yeah, about. I most don't of care it. about any of those. But matches. it's good. I mean, like it's it's. I don't hate them. I don't hate Ra- what Randy's doing right now. Right. Me neither. Um, but it's like it's not the stuff that's getting like the stuff that's getting me pumped and excited. That's not it. But I I don't hate it. It's certainly good. Mm. 
Yeah, you can't look. It's not. It's never going to be a card of all main events. Yeah, and and you're never going to have a show of all main events. Yeah, the most you can hope for is story throughout. Yeah, and then everybody who's out there has a reason to be out there. Yes, and, and it makes sense logically. That doesn't happen a lot. I'm I'm imagine it's very hard to do. And maybe that's something we'll discuss with our guest. Let us know your thoughts about the things that we have discussed today at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. That's where we are there. When we come back, as I said, we're going to be talking with wrestling promoter David McLean. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? <laughs> I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. And I'm Judge John Hodgman. If you live on the west coast of North America, we're coming your way. That's right. Judge John Hodgman is taking justice to the west coast on tour. Starting where? Vancouver, British Columbia, January 15th, then to Seattle, Washington on the 16th, Portland, Oregon on the 17th, San Francisco, California on the 18th, and Los Angeles, California, the City of Angels on January 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. You can find links to all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. And if you're going to be in one of those cities and you have a dispute we can try on stage, Send it to us. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. I'm ready to judge you on the road. Take that, Jack Kerouac, author of On the Road. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I am joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. The legacy of the gorgeous ladies of wrestling has reached a mass audience after the Netflix series Glow was released to the public. The original 80s wrestling program was created by promoter David McLean and is still remembered for being one of the prominent programs to feature women's wrestling on television. McLean has another wrestling series that's gained a lot of popularity, Wow! Women of Wrestling. It's set to premiere on network television this January. David McLean joins us on the line now. Welcome to Tights and Fights, David. Thank you. Nice to join Danielle, Lindsay, and Hal here. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say, uh, just before we get in, that I watched Glow as a child, and I appreciate that that you brought the show uh, to us and that, that you continue to bring uh, women's wrestling to the forefront, especially now You know, you've sort of helped create the movement that's led us where we are now. Well, I appreciate the acknowledgement, but it's been a long time passion, one that I've held for over 25 years. And I think while women are wrestling, when it debuts on January 18th at nine o'clock on Access TV is going to be the showcase of the ultimate all women's wrestling promotion that's ever been done in the history of wrestling, period. You're going to see spectacular wrestling over the top drama Independent wrestling has taken off in the last few years, 
uh, and it's enjoyed its heights beyond anything in the past. And headlining will be some spectacular wrestlers. Santana Garrett is the champion. Mm. You'll be seeing the it girl, if you will, in independent wrestling. She's really the biggest name, I would say, but more importantly than a name, a great person, Tessa Blanchard. I've been wrestling for three and a half years, but been in this business since before I was born. And I'm ready to step up as not only the best women's wrestler in Impact Wrestling, but in the world. Because I am a diamond, and diamonds are forever. She'll be making the debut that night. So I think it's terrific. I'm glad to be on your show. I'm glad to let your listeners know what's going on. Tights and Fights has been growing. You guys got a huge audience that's that's moving up every week with listeners. And we hope they're going to just look into WOW on Access TV. So one of the questions I have for you, because we're so excited to have you on the show, what things did you learn from working on GLOW that have now carried into your work on WOW? Well, I really learned why they like GLOW. And before we relaunched WOW, we went out in the country and met with wrestling fans, literally at their homes. And we showed them WOW product that we had shot to relaunch the brand in Vegas. And there was a word that was used in every home that we met, and that was fun, Mm, F-U-N. And wrestling fans wanted an alternative product, and they wanted a wrestling product that was fun and enjoyable to watch. Now with the internet, you've got a glutton of entertainment opportunities to watch. Back in the day in GLOW, heck, there were only five TV stations on the air. (laughs) Everyone saw GLOW and everyone remembered it because you only have five alternatives to watch anything at home. (laughs) Today, every kid's got a cell phone. There's a million things to watch. So building a brand is sometimes harder today than it was even back then because there's so many opportunities for viewers to look at other product but they wanted fun um speaking of that glut of entertainment options that we've got there david um what is your take on netflix's glow presume i'm assuming that you've watched it that you've seen the show i was just wondering what you think of the show you do and how it's um how how do you think it's helped you build uh, awareness of the brand first to answer your first question i loved it i thought it was very entertaining Mm, yeah and although there were elements in it that they didn't get right at all and somewhat overly exaggerated. No, there was no cocaine use in little robots <laughs> fishing out quaaludes. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want the cocaine, but I definitely wanted the little robot. <laughs> oh, my. Well, we I wouldn't have known how to turn it on since I can't work with phone <laughs> You guys are here. Oh, my goodness. That is a real Liechtenstein couch made by Picasso. That one I I made up. The bowls are made of crystal. Real crystal, not like my mom's glass, but she's like, it's crystal. What about the robot? Yeah, there's a robot, you know? Oh, there is a robot. What are they? Oh, it's not it. I love it. There are drugs in the fucking robot. We didn't have any of that. My vice was maybe a six pack of Heineken and the director's was a cigar and maybe gambling at the casino in Vegas. But that said, they really nailed the essence of the sisterhood of women that tried out for GLOW. 
Mm-hmm. And I see that sisterhood today. Hmm. I'm fortunate enough to go to some independent wrestling events because of Tessa Blanchard's a star in many of the independent companies. Yeah. And I get to see that sisterhood and that drive that those women share to get into that ring and take on what many would say is an unorthodox uh, lifestyle and occupation. <laughs> Mm. Of traveling the country and wrestling in arena to arena. Mm-hmm. So I think the producers of the Glow Netflix series got that to a T. And they got in the opening when Allison Bree said, you know, what do I do? I'm looking for a job, waitressing. I'm looking for a life. What do I do with my life? And she answered the call for Glow and said, what the hell? I'm jumping in the pool and I'm going to give it a shot. And there's one thing that's for sure. Once you get in that ring, once you start learning to hit the ropes, run the ropes, do a hip toss, (laughs) in all the best senses of the world, it's a drug. (laughs) (laughs) I can only only relate to it in that, you know, in the last year I started yoga. And after yoga, after two hours of the pain, I feel as high and great as I could be on life ever. Uh, No robot could bring that to you. That's just the (laughs) pure endorphins. No pill, no drink, anything. And how blessed are we to be doing what we love? Right? Absolutely. I have a question for you. What do you wish that fans... I I like to ask this. I've gotten to talk to a lot of uh, wrestlers and different people in the business, and I'm always interested on on everybody's take on this. And, And you've been sort of all over the past 25 plus years uh, in the business. What do you wish that fans of wrestling, what is one thing that you think that they misunderstand that you wish that they knew? I can tell you one thing for sure. It's an athletic competition and I don't care what anybody says. Sure. Um, When I met Tessa Blanchard, her knee was a mess and I get the, the, you know, inside look at what she does on a weekly basis. And I get an inside look on the training of the WOW superheroes by our trainer, Selena Majors. Mm. We have the only all women's wrestling training school in the entire country in Long Beach, California. And Selena Majors, who wrestled in the South as Bambi, runs it. And so I suppose if I you know, drill down that question and what they don't know, they don't have a clue of the pain and the intentional fortitude it takes to get in that ring. It's beyond anything to do that night in and night out and get back in that ring. That's why I love it, because they love it. Hmm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that answer. You, you, I want to talk very briefly about how you got involved you, you got involved in the business at a much younger age. At, like, I was just lucky. Uh, every kid <laughs> that's ten, 10 years old up, you know, until they maybe, maybe get to college, either watches wrestling, gets lucky enough to go to wrestling. My parents said I couldn't go. Finally, my dad said, go, let him go once. Once he sees it, he'll never want to go again. I went and I fell in love with it. And then I got lucky enough to be able to take photographs of some of the wrestlers. And lucky enough, someone asked me, can I buy a picture? 
Mm-hmm. I had no mm-hmm. clue I was going to sell a photograph. <laughs> and my buddy in grade school, Scotty Romer, who today is a great, well-known wrestling photographer, um, he and I sold pictures. I don't think either one of us had a clue what we were doing. And I was selling them for 50 cents, and I can remember distinctly making $5 one night. And I said, holy smokes, this pays for my ticket to get in. Hmm. And that's that's how it began. Uh-huh. So I was just lucky, and I still am. Do you, what what was the moment like for you when you first kind of were brought back behind the curtain, so to speak? Because I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I started watching it when I was a kid in like 83. And even through high school, like 94, 95, it wasn't that I wondered whether or not it was predetermined. I just didn't even think about it. But but as I, I would imagine at a younger age, especially going back a little bit earlier than than my time, that 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 was that a shock? Walk me through that. Mm, well, number one, you, your first question was, when, what was it like when you were brought by, behind the curtain? Mm-hmm. I can t- share a good story on that. I was selling f- photos of the wrestling stars in the Indianapolis Convention Center, and with the back then we were doing five or six thousand people a night, and I was thirteen, fourteen years old, mm. and the police picked me up. <laughs> oh, no. Office, officer, Officer Madalena, I can remember his name, <laughs> and Sheriff Irwin. And they took me backstage behind the curtain and I had to stand there while the matches were going on. And they said, wait here. And down the steps of the convention center dressing room, which was above the arena, walked Dick the Bruiser, my idol as a little kid, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Mm -hmm. And here's my idol coming down to say to me, who gave you permission to sell photographs, kid? And I said, nobody. He wanted to know how much money I was making, where the money was going. Hmm. And he said that I couldn't do it without a license. I didn't even know what a license was, more or less. (laughs) And today I can tell you I'm an expert in licensing. (laughs) That was lesson one. I know almost everything about it. So, and I was about in tears, if not already. And he said, don't worry, kid, you can go sell your pictures, but I'm now your business partner. Oh, and I, and I get 20% of every dollar you make each night. So go out there and sell the pictures. So that was the start of behind the curtain in my career, really, in wrestling. And I had the bruiser as my 20% partner. (laughs) Wow. And imagine then you're 13, 14. And back then you had Bill Apter's magazines, the wrestler, inside wrestling, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way back then you got to know the wrestlers. That's it. So you'd have Ric Flair who started out in the Carolinas. You you had, you know, Andre the Giant. You had Bruno Sammartino, Haystacks Calhoun, Classy Freddie Blassie, Bobo Brazil, Baron Von Raschke, all these guys coming into Indianapolis. Mm. And I was getting to meet them at that young age. And what you didn't have was social media. So <laughs> the, the magazines no were really... Media. 
So when we took the photographs and turned them into the wrestling magazines, it was a big deal. And the wrestlers were able to see their photographs in the magazines. And there was only a handful of us in the country that were taking the pictures and supplying them to the magazines at that time. I don't think there were more than 10 of us. I think Paul Heyman was also someone who got his start doing that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. the East Coast. Bobby Heenan got his start in Indianapolis, actually taking the wrestling robes back and forth to the, from, the, from the ring to the dressing room. Then he would stand outside the Coliseum and wash the wrestlers' cars. <laughs> they, they needed a manager one night, and Dick the Bruiser said, you're it, kid, and that's how Bobby Heenan started his career. Mike car needs washing if he's still available. <laughs> I feel like he's quite a too busy. I feel like yeah. he's a little busy. <laughs> Before we go, I, I just want to ask you quickly, now that WOW is on network television, what's changing? What's going to be new for people who maybe were familiar with it in the past and are now getting ready to watch it on January 18th on Access TV? Bigger, bolder, more exciting, and greater wrestling skills. It's that simple. Well, we are all very excited. WOW yes. Women of Wrestling debuts on January 18th. We cannot wait for it. Yes. There you have it. All the details will be on our show page at MaximumFun.org. David McLean, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you. Lindsay, don't ever lose that accent. <laughs> I will do my best, David. Thank you. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. Hey, uh, if you enjoy podcasts, and you do, and you tolerate me, which I hope you do, <laughs> I have another podcast called We Got This with Mark and Hal, also on the Maximum Fun uh, Network. If you know me from Thrilling Adventure Hour, this month is all uh, Work Juice players. Last Yay. week was Craig Kikowski. This week is Mark Evan Jackson, Sparks Nevada himself. Sean from The Good Place. <laughs> Kevin Costner from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. When are we going to see you on The Good Place? That's a great question. <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Uh, Hashtag Hal for the good place. And tonight, Mark and I are going to record back-to-back with Padgett Brewster and Paul F. Tompkins. So that is cu- that is in the coming weeks. But go check it out. Check out Good Morning Night Vale, which is my other, other podcast where I recap Night Vale episode by episode with other cast members. That is a lot of fun, and I enjoy doing it. I hope you enjoy hearing it. That is a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Good Morning Night Vale. Speaking of Patreon, Danielle. Yes, I also have a thing. Go find me there. It is not expensive. And we have a chat room and everyone's like super fun. And we hang out and we joke about movies and wrestling. And it's been really, really great. So, yeah, join me there. Other than that, you know, my usual like screen junkie is here. Um, (laughs) Other places where people might give me money. Oh, I was fortunate enough. Some of you guys saw it on my Instagram. I interviewed the cast of Bumblebee for Nerdist, including one Mr. Uh, John Cena. I'm not sure when that will be out, but I will be sure to post that. So keep a lookout for it. Yeah. Lindsay. Uh, Books. All right, books. It's the perfect (laughs) season. People are looking for... Gifts. Yes, books make a fantastic gift because you can force your taste on someone else. Right. And they're slightly disappointed when they open it, but in the long run, they'll go, oh, I'll read that book. It's also a great way to say, this is what I think you like. Yeah. This, and- is, this is a great way to say, I don't really know that much about you, but I listen to this girl on a podcast and she could pay her rent next month, maybe. <laughs> so enjoy her novel. Also, it's fantastic. wouldn't you like more books on your shelf to make you look learned? Yes, because you know what they say, if you what John Waters that if you go home with someone and they don't have books in their apartment. Do not, do not sleep, sleep with, with them. them. That's right. So I'm getting you laid and I'm entertaining you. 
That's Buy the Lindsay books. Kelk promise. Buy them that books. is the Lindsay Kelk promise. Entertain and get you laid. <laughs> Our producer Julian Burrell has decked the halls and will deck your favorite character in Smash Brothers. Also, you're decking those weights. What are we up to on curls, dude? 75 apiece? Oh, yeah, but too much Smash Brothers, so. Yeah, that's the Whoa. other thing. Oh, are you, are you nesting? Is this what happens? What's nesting? You know, <laughs> after you get married and it's like the winter and everything's all comfy and, and you now play you're a just lot like, of, uh, and then you play a lot of Smash. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, we, we, we both try to go to the gym. We go together. Oh, it's that's fun. nice. Good, good, good. Good. Sure. Do you play any Sonic? Also, um, what's up with that poster where clearly you're supposed to be able to see Sonic's dick, right? I'm uncomfortable with it. <laughs> I mean, like he's clearly fucking naked. Where does he have dick? his name across his dick? Is yeah. that why? He doesn't yeah. have a name there. Give yeah. us Sonic's dick. His name's just flopping around between his legs. Also, I don't know how old Sonic is. In that, I'm my Sonic is 21. <laughs> <laughs> and Miles is the child, so no dick around Miles, but just give me Sonic's dick. There you go. <laughs> that, that's that's going to be your new podcast. Give me Sonic's dick with, with Danielle, Danielle Radford. <laughs> Look for that on, I'm sure. Not network. Max Fun. A network. No, that is Max Fun. That is the Max Fun that is allowed. Maxiest fun. Speaking of Max Fun, senior producer at Max Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle's the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that. We love you, Mike. We, we miss you. you. We love you. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts, share us with all your friends, write a review, tell people why they should be listening. And a special thank you this holiday season to all of the Maximum Fund members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution come towards our show to keep the lights on while we're in here and to reaffix the sound tiles to the wall. I know you all wanted an update <laughs> after last week. Everything is good. We'll be back next week with even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.